Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am a dating and love coach at LastFirstDate.com. I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio. We are a featured show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. And today I'm excited to be speaking with author David Chatfield about how to disconnect from toxic relationships and foster healthy ones. One of my favorite topics, because if you don't disconnect from the toxic, you cannot foster the healthy that you desire. As a dating coach, I love helping women over 40 become more confident so that they can finally have the healthy, lasting love that they want. I encourage you to stop listening to the dating advice that tells you that you need to be thinner, smarter, wittier, have less cellulite, um, all these things that you need to change in order to really attract the love that you deserve. I want you to stop believing that love is going to come to you when you morph into something you're not. And that's just, that doesn't work. Um, you know, people will be attracted to the real you. So the authentic deep love that you desire will come to people who uncover their true selves. And it's really a step of steps of uncovering because we spend so many years hiding ourselves, hiding our true selves, and being afraid to really expose who we are. We want to be liked, we want to be loved, and so we often try to be cool and do things that may not align with who we are. I have helped thousands of women own their true value and become more vulnerable to create deeper, more meaningful connections with amazing men, men who love them for who they are and not what they are not. So every week I also share a tip on how to be a woman of value, and this week's tip is know when to say yes. Say yes to opportunities that excite you, opportunities that get you out of your comfort zone to try new things, especially when they scare you to death. If you want to be a woman of value who attracts her best partner, I invite you to head over to my website, lastfirstdate.com, and sign up for my new free guide, which has you, uh, it, it exposes the top 10 reasons why men pull away or disappear and how you can finally attract and keep the love you deserve. I want you to stop sabotaging your love life and start taking back your control by being a woman of value. And last invitation is to join my private Facebook group. So if you are a woman over 40 and you're single, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your last first date. So don't forget to push the your in front of last first date and join us there where the conversation is positive and supportive and sometimes even a little racy. (laughs) So today I am excited to introduce you to David Chatfield. He had a life-altering car accident, and after that accident, he gained great clarity on how to live an authentically happy life. He shares his knowledge with us in his book, Taking Control, Cracking the Code to Happiness. 
David Blake Chatfield began his career as an attorney and manager. He represented global companies, music artists, and producers, motion picture and TV writers, actors, and editors. He currently has his own law practice where he serves as general counsel in many diverse companies. He's the managing partner of the United Music Group, a partner in CNA management, and he owns Chatfield Entertainment. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. It's great to be here, Sandy. I really oh, enjoyed thank you. what you had to say at the top of the show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I really yeah, agree with have... everything you said. No oh, good. Well, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about authentic relationships and um, getting out of those toxic relationships. So you wrote this book about happiness. So tell us a little bit about what motivated you to write the book. Well, what happened was that when my daughter, who was born in sunny Southern California and grew up going to the beach and in the warm weather, went to college in Northern California, you know, up on the border of uh, Oregon and California. And it was dark and dreary and she got depressed and had a problem getting out of school, you know, getting out of bed to go to class, which is a key ingredient of being successful in school. So mm-hmm. every day I would send her a Facebook post, but I would post it, you know, on my Facebook page, not directed to her specifically because I didn't want her to feel funny about it. And it was something that would be positive and inspiring and to motivate her. And at the end of the school year, after doing that every day, I stopped because she was home for for the summer break. And then all of a sudden, hundreds of my friends said, why did you stop? You were helping us get out of bed. And I said, oh, my gosh, um, I'm I'm really helping people. I, I, I better put this all down in a book. And that's how the book started. Hmm. So was it, what was in those posts? Uh, each of the posts was a different inspiring message, um, and I actually designed my book. Uh, each chapter is kind of wrapped around uh, one of those posts. Hmm. Cool. So, you know. Are you there? I just Go ahead. lost you. Yeah. Oh no, I thought I Sorry. thought that I I thought you lost I lost volume for a minute. Um, so each chapter is designed around one of the posts, and um, so they motivated all these other people, which was a side benefit of helping your daughter. So I'm assuming that she got helped through these posts too. Absolutely. And after I wrote the book, I started getting messages from all over the world about how I was changing everyone's lives, and they were making life-altering decisions, and they were entering into more uh, beneficial relationships. And, uh, you know, the the book deals with everything from uh, living with integrity, which I think is the uh, foundation of every great relationship, and, you know, all the way through, you know, creating successful relationships and finding a life companion and and maintaining relationships and, and all the things that we learned growing up that have seemed to have forgotten over time. Mhm. Yeah, it's the unlearning that we need to do, right? Yes. Uh, so that's wonderful that you helped all these people and um and lives are changing. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And 
I mean, before that, had you ever done anything like this? Were you always somebody who liked to inspire people? Well, uh, being a lawyer in the entertainment business, um, I was always the person, you know, behind the curtain and encouraging the people to go forward and and to do uh, the best they could do. I, I have the ability somehow to help people be their best selves. And no matter what they do, no matter what their profession, uh, what they do in life, uh, when I'm with someone, I'm, they tell me that I, I leave them inspired and happy and they believe that they can do anything. And I help them lose fear and uh, grasp and hold on to love a little better. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, I know a little bit about the entertainment industry because I was married to a professional comedian and my son is a musician. So we deal with entertainment lawyers a lot. Um, We did when I was married. And my son has turned down many deals because they didn't value him enough. So, you know, it's important to protect yourself and to – I think that a lot of people sell themselves out when they're not protected by a good lawyer who helps them to honor themselves, right? Yes. And um, what I do in, in my career is I'm more of a career consultant. I deal with people on many more levels than just being their lawyer. Uh, I manage them and direct their career. And it's the same dealing with people and relationships because we're all human beings and we all uh, interact with each other and the difference is that, that some things are business relationships and some things are love relationships mm. mm-hmm. yeah interesting so let's dive a little deeper into the book um, what did you mean by cracking the code to happiness what is cracking the code to you well to me um, I think that that in order for an individual to be happy there are a few key things they need to know. It's almost like knowing the combination to a safe. Um, You may know all of the numbers, but you have to know which way to turn the dial and how many times to turn it. And It's kind of like one step at a time builds upon the next until finally you get to the point where you can open the door and inside the safe is happiness. So that's why I called it cracking the code because it's, it's not a secret, but it's something that people just have to grasp and understand one part at a time so that they can structure their mind uh, when they're entering into relationships and make their life actually work. So is there like um, a specific order that these steps have to go in or can they be random? Um, I think that they all work together but but the way I wrote it in the book was in the way I think the steps should be entered into. Uh, you know, the first uh, chapter of my book is about living with integrity. And that, you know, means that, um, it, that in order to create strong and lasting relationships, um, you have to begin with integrity, which means keeping and making commitments with yourself to keep all of your agreements with everyone. Um, for example, if you plan a date with someone uh, to go to Starbucks tomorrow at 10 o'clock and between the time you plan the date and the, and the time you're going, somebody comes up with a better offer 
And you, a lot of people will just flake on the person they have the date, Starbucks date with, and they won't even tell them anymore that they're not coming. It's it, it, the people, for some reason, they take their commitments very lightly. And it's important to tell the person that's making you the other offer, oh, gee, I'm sorry, I'd love to go, but I have another commitment. That way, everyone in your life starts to understand that you are a person that can be trusted to keep your agreements. And mm-hmm. the, the, the very first thing that we need to do when we enter into a relationship with another human being, like women with men, it, or whatever your orientation is, is to start it by being a person of integrity. Tell the truth all the time. You, you've, you've talked about it on some of your other shows, about how mm-hmm. you lie to your parents and you lie to your friends. And stop doing that. You know, it doesn't right. get you anywhere. It's way more work to cover up a lie than it is to tell the truth and deal with whatever the consequences are of the truth right there at the time. And, and then put it behind you, you know. Don't live mm-hmm. in the past. You know, live in the present moments. And so that's the very first uh, chapter in the book. And then after that, I talk about um, how to create happy and healthy relationships. And the very first thing is, in my mind, is to eliminate potential disappointments by eliminating egocentric expectations. You have to accept people the way they are. You know, you have to accept yourself first as the way you are and not try to be someone you're not and, and just accept people the way they are. And you don't get into a relationship with people that you need to change. You know, people mm-hmm. don't want to change. And, you know, if there's so- someone in your life that that's sucking your, the, the life out of you, sucking your energy away, the toxic relationships, get rid of them. You know, pe- people, if people aren't going to change, and you accept the fact that people aren't going to change. If there's someone that when you talk to on the phone, after a half hour, you, you need to lie down. You, know, you feel so wiped out. They're, they're mm-hmm. energy vampires. Get rid of them. You, you know, it's, if, no matter how long you've known them, if you can't handle them, get rid of them. Because as soon as you remove a toxic person from your life, it could be your lover, your friend, could be a business associate. As soon as you get rid of one of them, many more positive people will come to you because there's a space that opens up in your life that was filled with all this toxic uh, energy. But now there's a space for, for people that can bring um, positive and uh, fulfilling relationships. Totally hear you on that one. Uh, you know, and it's it's interesting, and this isn't just about romantic relationships. Um, and the same with the first thing you talked about, the integrity and leaving a date for somebody else. People do it in friendships all the time. They'll they'll ditch their girlfriend for a date. They'll you know it works the other way around. You know where you know you had plans with a friend, and then you just dumped your friend. Um, for a last-minute invitation from a romantic partner, and that's not okay either. So it's so important to pay attention to these things, especially if you want to attract this into your life. Um, I love the term energy vampire, and, boy, there's a lot of those. And, and in business, too. I've let go of people like that as clients 
who didn't follow through, who blamed me when they couldn't, um, you know, come to a call on time and I still charge them. Uh, those people are not committed to the process and they're not respectful and I don't want them in my practice. So it's it's really knowing how to get rid of toxic everywhere and stop expecting people to be something they're not. That's such an important point. Right, because if you begin a relationship with integrity and accepting the people the way they are and they make you feel good about yourself, you now have an excellent chance to form a positive, supporting, and lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um have and- to confess that I married my husband hoping he would change certain things about himself, thinking that a good marriage means that these things are just going to change on their own, right? Like, you know, you're committed, so they're going to change. That's not how it works. Um, You were going to say something else. I was going to say that another great thing is to take risks because, you know, when you take – when you don't take a risk, there's not the possibility of a reward. You know, you can't be afraid to get hurt or you'll never get into a strong relationship. You know, in a relationship setting, we're risking our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and that can be really scary. In a love relationship, the risk, just like the reward, is the greatest. So you have to let go of fear and give way to trust. And so if you accept someone the way they are and trust that, they'll accept you the way you are, uh, then you can lose the fear of all this because, you know, fear is silly because everybody's afraid of everyone else. And how silly is it to be afraid of someone who's afraid of you? You know, relationships have to be based upon trust. And they have to be based upon trust and acceptance without fear of loss of acceptance or trust because without the risk, there is no reward. So, you know, you're you're going out, you're accepting someone, the way they are, trusting that they accept you the way you are, and that's a real big risk. And you have mm-hmm. to just, if, there's, if you find a connection with someone, you should just grab hold with both hands and not let go. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to find a good connection. It's true. Um, and, and, you know, you need other components as well, but... I think people are so afraid of opening, especially after 40, 50, 60. I mean, I have clients in their 70s who are who are so afraid of opening. And opening to love, you also close yourself off from love by not opening. So um, this is such an important point about taking risks. And I um I think that the trust piece is what people really struggle with and I hear it from a lot of my clients and even friends of mine who have had very long terrible marriages um they're afraid to trust at all trust anybody and what I keep saying is you have to learn who to trust you have to trust yourself first and you have to then learn who to trust and know you know, what are the components of um, the kind of person who you want to allow into your life? People have to qualify themselves, too. You don't just trust everybody, but you also don't not trust everybody. So what would you say to people who have a lot of trouble trusting? Well, the first thing is that they have to look inward and and see if they're, they're actually 
trying to overprotect themselves. I have many friends that have had a very difficult time forming any kind of lasting relationship because they choose the wrong person every time on purpose because that way subconsciously they don't have any risk of getting tremendously hurt. You know, they, they always have these little breakups at the end and they go, Oh boy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. But really that's not, they didn't risk their entire heart. They knew going in that it wasn't right subconsciously. And so they've let fear control them. And, you know, Marianne Williamson said that there are, there are two primary emotions in the universe, love and fear. So if you're coming from love, you know, you're, you're not coming from fear, which fear makes you feel anxious, angry, and insecure and worried and resentful. And you have to leave those things and, and go into love. And self-acceptance is so very important. Uh, you know, as is letting go of the path. Forgive and forget your path so you can go forward with your bright future. And that means if you've made a lot of mistakes in the past, it's okay. It, take them as learning experiences, not as some type of problem that you have or that someone else has. Um, just uh, don't be concerned about others' outside judgments of you because others – when they think of you, you know, they make decisions based upon jealousy or fear and you shouldn't allow others jealousy or fear to affect the way you feel about yourself. So uh, everything starts with you and you have your agreement with yourself to, to live in integrity and to accept people the way they are. And maybe you should write down on a piece of paper, what qualities you would like to have in a mate and really think about it. You know, some people, they spend more time and energy in figuring out kind of a car they want than they do trying to find a mate. You know, they'll walk into a, a bar and, and meet somebody without even thinking about it. Whereas if they were going to buy a car, they would pick up consumer reports, they'd compare, they'd go to a car dealership, they'd test drive, they do all sorts of things. If people just spend a little bit more time thinking about what they need and what they want in their mate and picturing it in their minds and then going out in, in public, uh, the type of people that they want will be naturally attracted to them and they'll recognize them when they come because, you know, the things, the things that you want sometimes come to you, but they don't come to you wrapped the way you thought they would. And you don't, recognize them and your opportunity goes away and it's really a shame yep i carry on that too and i i think that last piece that you said that people don't usually come wrapped in the package that you think they were going to or something like that um that's the part of one of the biggest parts of the problem is that love often comes in surprise packages and you hear this over and over again it's it's one of the most common things that love came in a package that people never expected and once you clear the way for that to happen it's amazing what you draw into your life so all this inner work that you talk about is just so critical in letting go of the toxic and um, so, so let's, if you can share from your own experience, um, your own toxic relationships and how you, how you realized that you had them and what you did to, 
get them out of your life. Well, you you mentioned my auto accident that I had. Well, when I I basically had a triple a concussion, and I lost my ability to have short term memory for about two months. And when I came out of that, it was like I had uh, a hard drive wiped, like my hard drive was clean, and all the programming I had had went away. And all of a sudden, I was able to recognize, you know, what was happening around me. And I could tell when I talked to somebody, you know, my friend Debbie Dashinger says that if you, if you are with someone and when they leave, you have a stomach ache or a sour stomach and you're not feeling good, then that person is really not good for you. It's a toxic relationship. So what I did in my life is all the people that really drain my energy, that try to involve me in their dramas. Oh my God, so much drama in life. Um, you really, you know, I just, I just dropped out of that. I had to get rid of them. And no matter how long it was and how painful it was to get rid of it, they don't change. And you can't just have them, you know, like as a part-time friend, you know, you really, when you make a commitment, it's got to be a hundred percent. And the commitment to get rid of a toxic relationship has to be a hundred percent. You got to just get rid of them. And if they're a family member, it's more difficult. Um, You can't really get rid of them. But what you can do is you can limit your time with them. And you can also try to understand that um, being with them is not healthy for you. So, you know, you, you can come up with different defenses for that. But other people who aren't in your family, you can just have to cut it off. It's really there's nothing else you can do. It's not, it's not a hard thing in concept, but in practice it's difficult because there's some people in my life that were in there for 20, 25 years that I had to get rid of. And what I mean get rid of, you know, you just have to cut it off and say, sorry, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't working for me. Uh, and it's painful for me. And I felt the pain for an appropriate amount of time. And then I let it go having to realize that my life was better off came into my life to replace the negative people who left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is, this is so critical. I mean, I spend a lot of time working with clients on letting go of toxic people in their lives. And um, so it's good. So you, because you lost your memory, you were able to feel people in an intuitive way in a way that you could could not before? Yes. Um, my, a friend of mine from uh, London said, Mr. Chatfield, when, when you had the accident, your mind died, and now you're streaming the divine. And I think what he's trying to say is <laughs> now I'm actually feeling things, and my, and my intuition is much clearer than it was before. You, mm-hmm. you said before, how important intuition is, it's mm-hmm. ultimately important. Your yeah. intuition, your first, your first intuitive thought about something generally turns out to be correct. And we, we try to think about it and we think of it logically and all of a sudden we completely ignore our intuition and then we make mistakes. And it really, we need to pay more attention to our intuition and uh, really just 
make the best out of our relationships that we possibly can. Yeah. And it, no, you know, I. It, yeah. Yeah. In a in a love relate in a love relationship, be romantic. If you feel romantic, be romantic. Don't put off late until later where you can feel now. Communicate your feelings with your mate and make them feel special because they are. Try to make each day memorable. Be considerate. You're, you are not the center of the universe. Be secure, though. Develop independent interests without jealousy and with support. Each, each person becomes complete, and the relationship is uniquely complementary. If you love someone, tell them whenever you feel it. That's the way to make your relationships work. Well, that's a great way to end this segment. Um, really sage advice on how to have healthy relationships by letting go of the toxic, by really increasing all of these really positive ways to connect with people, and especially pay attention to your intuition and speak your emotions because relationships are not formed based on our thoughts. They really, really have to be in your heart to connect deeply with somebody. So, David, um, can you tell everybody how to get your book and how to find you? All right. My book is available on Amazon.com, and they can find me at uh, – they can send me an email at david at chatfieldentertainment.com. I answer every email. Uh, I don't have someone answering my emails. I'm on uh, Facebook as David Chatfield, on Instagram as David Blake C., and also on Twitter is David Blake C. And I uh, go to social media every day and respond. And um, I love to communicate with people and help them. That's one of my major goals in life. Well, thank you so much. I hope you sell a lot of books and help a lot of people uh, because we all need happiness and good relationships. So thank you, David. Thank you very much. I really have enjoyed being on the show. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. And I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.